Hey everyone and God bless you. My name is Joel Rodriguez and welcome to episode 3 of A Believer's Mind. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about an important topic called a worshiper's mind, the mind of a worshiper. Um, And I believe this is an important topic to discuss because whether you're in church or outside of church, uh, a lot of people has an idealism of what a worshiper may think about or what do they think about. So with this particular topic, um, I did come up with a couple of questions that we are going to be answering today. And some of these questions are, uh, what is a worshiper? What should worshipers think about? What forms of worship are there? What should worshipers feel? And what is the importance of worshiping God? So what is a worshiper? If we look online or check in the Webster's Dictionary, it states that it's a person who shows reverence and adoration to a deity. So what is a deity? A deity is recognizing someone or something as a god. Like in Greek mythology, um, you know, you would hear about Zeus, Hercules, and so forth. But we as believers in Christ, we know better. At one point in time or another, we were taught that there is only one God, and that is Jehovah Yahweh. So why am I reading you these definitions, you may ask? Well, because the world that we live in has forced us to worship things other than God. The world uses distractions and appeals uh, to keep our minds and focus away from God. For example, money, fashion, technology, cars, trends are just some of the things that distract us daily and appeal to us by nature uh, because we were simply taught and trained by birth to just focus and worry about these things. So what is the biblical definition of a worshiper? Well, in essence, it is a person who completely surrenders and acknowledges that God is God. That he is king of kings and lord of lords. And that God is the creator of all things. A true worshiper surrenders and praises in a form of worship by kneeling or lying face down to God in an act of reverence. So, why is it that in today's age, not too many people kneel, let alone lay down in act of reverence to God? Could it be that as a modern society, we were taught to focus or think about not getting our pants dirty or torn when kneeling? Or not creasing a shirt that took us all morning to iron before Sunday service? Really think about this. Now, I'm not saying that you have to kneel or lay face down in order to worship. I'm just simply trying to provide a mental picture of what a true believer in the Bible did as they worshiped God. Because of God's grace and the sacrifice Jesus did to give us the gift of salvation, there are many new ways of worshiping God which does include kneeling and laying face down. A couple of these examples of ways a person can now worship is raising your hands and shouting praise, singing to God, dancing to God with praise, playing instruments to God, and so on. With these forms of worship, you can truly surrender and acknowledge who God really is. You can remove any distractions or appeals from your mind and sight 
to completely devote your time in God's presence. There is no better feeling than this. But to accomplish this, you must worship in spirit and in truth, as mentioned in the Bible. If we look in the book of John, chapter 4, verse 23, now I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation version throughout this episode. It says, But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. See, God wants us to have a sincere heart that is honest with Him and that we fully surrender to Him with no reservations and that we commit our whole selves to simply worship Him, having no fear of what the world may think of us. So what should worshipers think about? The easy answer to this question is just simply thinking about God. But if we really think deeper about this question, we start to see how profound the question really is. True worshipers don't think about God. They think of God. By definition, the word about is to think on the subject of concerning while the definition to the word of is expressing the relationship as a part of a whole or expressing the relationship of a direction to a point of reference. See, when we truly worship in spirit and in truth, we become a part of God, which is his love. And if we stop or don't worship in spirit and in truth, we become apart from God. When we worship, we direct our praise to God, which then allows our relationship with God to become ever more closer. See, worshipers can mentally see the majesty of who God really is to them. They see a champion to the battles they face in their lives. They see an ever-present white light over the skies and the universe that He created. They see a best friend hugging them and God saying to them that he is here for them. And these are things you can also visualize and think of when you worship in spirit and in truth. So what forms of worship are there? Now, in my opinion, there's only one answer to this question. And again, this is just simply my opinion. And that is just worshiping God in spirit and in truth. doesn't matter what you're doing. You can worship God through praying, singing, cleaning the church, playing an instrument, fasting, and many, many more, as long as you are worshiping God in spirit and in truth. See, this is the simple answer. Now, for theologists that study the Holy Bible and the history of Christianity, are there mainly four types of worship or forms of worship? Now, I'm going to try to say this uh, or say these words uh, as best as I can. Uh, since we speak more layman's term and we're not in a theology class but the four types of worship is literal worship non-literal worship informal worship and private worship now again this is not theology class so I will not get um, into this part too deep but in essence in these types of forms of worship it describes what a Christian engages or participates in as far as worship. So if we read 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, 
it starts to give us a summary of what is an orderly worship. It says, well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, which is to congregate in a church or any location together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, another will speak in tongues, another will interpret what is said, but everything that is done must strengthen all of you. So what should worshipers feel? Some of the feelings are encouragement, knowing that God is in control. Isaiah 41, 41.10 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Another feeling is peace, knowing that God will guard your heart. Philippians 4.7, it says, Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Another feeling is strength, knowing that you were feeling weak before you started to worship. Philippians 4.13 says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Now as worshipers, we should not only rely on emotions, because emotions are temporary. As worshipers, we should always encounter an experience with God. See, experiences are what change us for the better and in wanting to seek more of God's presence. It is an event that stays with us until we are back with our Creator. It is a moment in time that nothing else matters. It is a journey that you will never want to stop. And it becomes a lifestyle that you will never want to stop or not maintain. So what is the importance of worshiping God? Worshiping God allows you to help break any barriers between heaven and earth. It allows the Holy Spirit to move, change, and give an encounter in God's presence. Worship gives you an ability to see God in all of His glory and allows God to see and hear you because you are important to God. It heals any wounds you may have spiritually and breaks any generational curses. This is why it's important to worship God. So in conclusion to this topic, you don't need to have a title or be on stage in order to worship God. To me, the best moment in time to worship is when you just tune out the world around you and solely focus on yourself and God. It can be when you're cleaning your house or room or taking a shower or if you're in a school bus or in a train or when you're walking to school or you're going for a jog or a run. Worship is a moment in time where you are building a closer relationship with God. See, we need to act as mirrors so that when we worship God and sees us, we reflect His glory onto Him. After all, He did make us in His image. And I can prove this in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. 
as long as you worship God in spirit and in truth, you are automatically a worshiper. After all, if you are not thinking of God and only about God, then you are honestly thinking of something else. Is it the bills that are unpaid? Or the final exam that you haven't studied for? Or not knowing what you will wear for school or church because you're afraid of what someone will say about you? We need to understand that God created all things for us, just as it is written in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. It says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So why are we worried about what people may say or see when we worship God? Jesus not only saved us, but he also taught us that God also promised of taking care of us as it is written in the book of Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 31. It says, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that they're here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So again, as long as you worship God in spirit and in truth, you are now thinking and living like a worshiper. Now I can go longer into this topic and more deeper and we will have many more opportunities to this. But I do want to thank you for joining me once again. And if you found this particular episode a blessing or beneficial to you, or if you find this episode a blessing to a friend or family member, please like, subscribe on my YouTube channel and share with your friends and family, whether it's the podcast or YouTube, as this will help out the podcast and myself. And I want to thank you once again for joining me. Have a blessed day and God bless you.